Hey, what's going on? It is episode 296 of the Heyman Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. What do you think about costume parties? And now this is 2021 because if you go back probably the last couple of years, we've had this discussion. Today is Halloween. It's actually October 31st. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to another. I got a neighbor. Who, you did too? I have a neighbor who has a Halloween party every year. And out of sheer convenience, um, I don't have to drive anywhere. I don't have to leave the town. I don't have to leave my block. I don't have to get in the car at all. Um, I go. I go. And the well, it's la- easy, and, right? It's and, painless. And the last couple of years, I, I got out of my comfort zone and I got a costume. And I went and, and, and enjoyed myself. Now, every year there's been a theme. So... I could do without that personally because I feel like it really sort of boxes you in. But to I, her, I to, like that. To her, it, to, her, to her credit, she makes the theme like 80s, 90s. So it's not it's not like 80s sitcoms where it's like specific, specific. But it's, I, it's always 80s punk music. And, and, and you're <laughs> well, like, that was hold on. <laughs> but, uh, this really works for me. No, the the problem I have, which I'm sure it's not going to shock anyone, and I probably said it in the past, I have a beard currently. My wife will not allow me to shave my beard because she she <laughs> believes I have too much face, I think was the comment. Um, <laughs> so I have to pick a costume. That is because so disrespectful. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very A-type personality. I have to pick a costume that has a beard incorporated in it, or I can't do it. Like, I'm not going to paint over my beard or I'm not going to be a person uh, from that part of history or, you know, within the genre that's chosen that doesn't have a beard, but I have one. And it's like, yeah, but you know, but but it's that guy. But if he had a beard. I hate to yeah, but still your story. But I, I have a beard and I just did it anyways. Yeah. Well, that's the difference between you and me. I'm just yeah. I'm just saying, well, uh-huh. that's one of the many. And I, um, and I slept fine with it. I can't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't it do it. I, I, I did exactly what you just said. I was like, yeah, I'm Ralphie from A Christmas Story, also with a beard. I'm not shaving this thing. I knocked it down with a two-guard against the grain. I mean, you did something, but wouldn't you have felt better if, you're, if, you're, if your costume was more realistic? I not, <laughs> not, not a week and a half's growth worth better or whatever. So you could have been Randy and put a scarf over you and just wore the big uh, you know, snowmobile mm. suit? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You wouldn't have to worry. Yeah. That's... If I had to choose, I would have just gone with that because that, that would have worked out. But So you went with the beard. I went with the beard. Now, we ended up being Jay and Silent Bob. Me as Silent Bob because I have a beard and my wife as Jay uh, from Clerks, from Mall Rats, from all the Kevin Smith movies. Wait a minute. Are you the same person that like when you see like a little white girl dressed up as like Tiana? From the princess and the frog, you're like, nope, no, because I would do that if I knew what you were talking about. But yes, I understand what you're saying. Like if a little Hawaiian yes. girl is dressed up like Frozen, and you go, no, uh-uh. I wouldn't do that to a little girl. Well, you, I'm just saying, but, you, but you'd be thinking it though. You'd be this, like, you'd be this, like, why didn't that girl shave her beard? This is a professional costume party. It's not a classroom class. You know, what well, makes it professional? It's adults. You have the that's means. Adults, that's not, dude. If you think adult and professional you are ha- synonymous, you are fucking in, you incorrect. Ha- I'm just saying you have the means. Now, I felt like we did a, a decent enough job, but my wife went out of you know she went and ordered all this stuff, like all this extra stuff. 
interestingly enough, my daughter for, for Halloween, and I'll get back to this party, but my daughter for Halloween wanted to be something. Didn't know what. We went to the Spirit Halloween shop. She decided she wanted to be a spider sorceress, which is nothing. It's it's not a thing, right? It's a sorceress, which is someone in a flowing gown with some sort of uh, accessory, cool accessory, a which, staff with yeah. a, you know, that's what it all comes down to, right? We all want the accessories. We yeah. want to play with oh. the toys that come along with it. Yeah, my daughter was a witch, and so I was like, well, tonight she's going to be a witch. And I was like, oh, sweet, dude. This is going to be super easy. But she also wants the broom and the hat and a choker and like a ring. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> you said a hat and a broom. All that's not going to look great under your winter coat. However, <laughs> that's always um, the problem. However, my wife was irritated. She's like, nobody knows what a sorceress is. That's not a readable costume. It's a waste of money. How about what, I, I make you a costume with some cool stuff I have at home? Like I can make you a uh, a fortune teller with, with, with flowing robes and scarves. And my daughter's like looking at her like, nah, I don't want to be that. And now I have to, you have to understand, and you may be in the same boat. My, my wife grew up in a family where her mom, she always brings up the story about how her mom, they'd go through McDonald's, but her mom would be like, you can get the burger. We have cheese at home. Right. So that's the mentality. Yeah, She's I do like, that. I don't, I don't s- let my daughter get the orange juice. I'm like, no, that's an extra two bucks. This is madness. But we're talking about my wife, okay, <laughs> who gets 40 Amazon packages a day. I don't know <laughs> right, how many fake right. nail packages we have, right. hair products, planters, plants, you name it, we have it. She's, Every gadget you've ever seen, we own. She's not traditionally close to her money. You're right. But when it <laughs> when it comes to the kids, she's like, nah, you don't need that. It's a waste. You're going to wear it for one day. Yet I have... No, we don't f- need the big fries. I have a full-length trench coat that is not a costume. It's like a real trench that was bought for... And she's like, well, you could, you could probably wear it for something else. Nobody wears a duster, a shoulder-to-floor duster... Uh, in the Midwest. Well, I shouldn't say nobody, but some dudes I went to high school with did, and uh, <laughs> yeah. they're not doing so well. That was a place in time. Mm. But uh, no, you're right. But you know, you look at your costume, and it looked awesome. And my wife saw it, and she was like, "Look how good this looks online." And I said, "Yeah, it's excellent." <clears throat> and you look at it, and it looks. Do you see my misery? Just the dollar signs in my eyes. <laughs> it looks simple and easy. Right. Because you don't think about like, well, you had to buy a yellow jacket and a trench right. coat and whatever. Because you think like that's not a big deal. Sure. But like this, that's stuff you got to buy though. And I'm always thinking, if you didn't damage it, put it back in the package and send it back to Jeff Bezos. Did you try you know to return? Did you try to return booze last night or last year? Yes, I did. But it was now unopened. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it was because I was a slash and I had a bottle of Jack Daniels. That's right. And I think somebody <laughs> yes. was like, I'll just. I'll buy it off you for half the price. I mean, you know, I'm going to drink it anyway. And I think I ended up giving it away. I'm not sure. I, I don't know what happened to it. But yes, I did consider returning booze. <laughs> I remember that. Is that is that you, not okay? You know I would have drank it. That was you, not me. I got a problem. I'm working on it. No, it was, that wasn't me. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. It, must have been, it might have been my computer. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, with uh, I went to the party. I had a good time. As all, but I will say I did fall asleep on the couch uh, while everybody was still having a good time. Did you really? I got up at five in the morning. You were the guy you know? on the couch. You really did? Yeah, I was watching. I was watching Sports Center, and I just sort of tipped my hat down, and I was like, "Hey, I'm not keeping anybody from having fun. Go ahead, have your fun." I was I was talking to my neighbor who was also watching sports, and I I ended up uh, you know drifting off for a this couple is, minutes. All right, so 
Mark the day because it's a new chapter in your life. You are, you are, you're now in the chapter where you just fall asleep at parties. Now I've passed out at many a party, but I'm, I'm guessing that's not what this was. What do you mean? Well, passed no, out. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, I did. I will say I did have some Jello shots, so that was a lot for me. But yeah. Um, I had smoked a cigar. It was super cold outside. Um, we had a bonfire going, and then I came Dude. inside. It was nice and warm. <laughs> the best. You're super close to just like not wearing all the clothes you need. You know, what I mean? you're like uh, uh, you're the t- the clock is ticking on when you can fart at the dinner table when it's not your dinner table because you're just they're gonna go like ah it's just Dave he does that like okay so my brother my brother Mark you know if you throw a party at one he may show up at three right. We never had end times for birthday parties growing up. That's a mistake. It was, it was always, well, it was always like parties at one and, right. you know, things end when they end because that's what you have going on for the day. Literally because of my brother, people started putting end times because they were like, because otherwise he'll show up after we would have, this thing would have been done. Right. Because he did it multiple times. Like, like parties at one, you're there at like six or seven in the evening and everyone's like, well, now we're trying to get the kids in baths and whatever. Uh, so, so that's the thing now. But anyways, he's built that reputation. Now we made different rules for him. So you're close to, you know, you fall asleep one or two more times at a party. It's going to be like, hey, just so you guys know, uh, no hanging out on the couch. Like you can sit for a minute, but not like you can't watch Sports Center on it in a hat. So one of my neighbors that we uh, socialize with is a couple years younger than me, this guy, Jerry. And then his neighbor, the people who had the party, this guy's name is Russ and he's 30. So I'm 44, going to be 45. Oh, Russ, definitely... Russ is substantially younger than me, but Russ is the same age as me uh, mentally. He's an old young guy. He's an old young guy. So we, through hanging out, have, I, I can watch and see, Russ is a guy like me who's just like, great, my wife's into having a party, I'm going to let her do that, but I'm also I'm also ready to end the party as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> and uh, Jerry also is an entertainer, but then he gets to a point where he gives off these signals. So I'm very astute at this because I'm a, I'm a person, I'm, I'm more of a hit you over the head with a hammer guy. But when I see Jerry, he'll do the old, like, yeah, I got to, oh, man, I got to get up tomorrow. I should be home by five, but I got to get up at, you know, two in the morning to get to work. And when he starts talking about that, that tells people, it should tell people, hey, the guy's sort of mentioning his timeline. He's mentioning how early he has to get up. It's probably about time to wrap it up. Well, by the way, you're throwing a party and you got to get up early the next day? Well, I'm, this is just when we're maybe hanging out, Normally, sitting in the garage okay, or whatever. Yeah. Or like so, like you just start picking things up. And you go, no, you guys have to leave. I just want to like, I want to put this dip away. I'm just using this as done. an example. Exactly. So so people either, and I, I can't decide. I think it's person to person. There are some people who are perennial late stayers, no matter. Now, your brother is a late shower upper or who knows what. But there are people who will literally not pick up on any signal and it's I don't know if it's they're just aloof or if they're like no you know what I got a sitter tonight and I'm I'm taking this as far as humanly possible. That's me. Or, that's me if I'm drinking. This is the booze. I'm gonna wait till the third warning or the third you know announcement until I finally get up and leave. But I'm like the first guy to. So if Jerry starts doing this, I'll just use his. That's a fake name for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will st- I will send Russ a text maybe or anybody else who's there that doesn't know and I'll be like hey. I know everybody's having a great time, but like that's usually his. I do it for him. You start. Gather, I will you step, start gathering. I will step in for him and be like, I don't know if you noticed, but this dude's got to work in the morning, and it, and it looks like he's trying to get people to shut down and, and head on out. So that way, the husband could stand up and be like, Hey, we're gonna, you know, we're probably we'll probably call it quits. We're gonna beat feet. Yeah. And for Russ, the same way, I can or I already know 
you know, when things are, so I don't, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm leaving. If everyone else doesn't leave, like that's your problem for having a party. But like yeah. I pick up on this stuff very quickly. Um, so I was going to ask you, do you, are you a, a late party stayer? Are you, what, what's your, what's your normal, I, when I do t- you know it's time to go? I'm not talking about your party. I'm talking about when you're at someone else's party. I tend to stay later than, than others because I just like having a good time and I want to drag that baby out as much as I can. And I normally would be okay at picking up on the cues, but when I'm partying, I'm just not. Has someone not ever had to tell in. you like, Hey bro, we're going to bed. We, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to. We're going to start mm, breaking it down. You know what? A lot of times, many times, my wife the next day will tell me how late we stayed. And she'll be like, yeah, you." she, she gets, actually, this comes up often. She'll get mad at me. And she'll be like, yeah, you were just, you couldn't tell they wanted us to, like, it, the party was done, but you just weren't I knew done. it. I knew yeah, it yeah, that I'm guy. that guy. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I'm not normally that guy, but just when I'm partying, like, I don't. Which is, I assume, isn't that? I assume. I'm only talking about party scenarios, though. Or I, hanging out and. I just assume that everybody wants the same level of fun that I do. So if people are like, oh, I got stuff to do tomorrow, I'm like, we're partying. Like, what aren't, have, like, enjoy the same uh, uh, trough. We can all eat off the same fun trough. I don't know why, why you're over there talking about stuff in the morning you know well, because i've put my foot down from the day everybody met me and i have this i i just draw a line and tell people how i feel so we do like a neighborhood grab bag so all the the parents put our names all the people that live around here that, that associate with one another put our names in a hat and as grab bags work uh we pull out a name and we buy a gift for each other and we do that at my house for so, christmas for christmas the reason is, is because no kids are involved. I don't have to have people's kids in my house. So that works out well for me. Mm. And I could deal with adults being in the house. That's not an issue for me. It's okay. just, you know, whatever. And last year, everybody made a joke. You ever seen, the, there's like a meme where there's a banner. It's like, let's have a party, but everybody's out by 10. Yeah. Like they all did that. Like, ha ha, they all sent me. And I was like, okay, but you get it though. <laughs> like there's no, I don't have to even put the banner up. <clears throat> Everyone already is like, wink, wink, nod, nod. We know we're going to go over there. And the husbands are like, this is great because there's an expiration date on this. It's not going to get, you know, I already Unless know. Unless the husbands are I like me and want to have fun. I could, I wouldn't invite you. That's why you've never been invited. <laughs> that's but, true. But, I haven't. But that's why you, these guys already come in with the knowledge of being like, you know, it's Dave. So this party's going to end at like 1030, but whatever. I mean, I guess we'll be going to bed early this weekend. Yeah. Happily going to bed. See early what you do is you you plan it out and you stick to that plan. Hundred percent. I don't bother to plan it out because I go in. I am willing to borrow happiness from tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like tomorrow might be worse off. We may be late. We may miss things. But I'm gonna borrow that happiness. I'm good with it because you can't take it with you. I mean, it that seems very evolved. Almost no, like you've time traveled and went back and said, like, look, I know what tomorrow's gonna bring. So let's just extend today. That makes a lot of sense. I just can't wrap my head around that because I just, I know there's an expiration date on fun and people like you don't. And so what I mean my, by that my, is, I just, is like I just eat it after the date, bro. I just go hard. But uh, what I mean by this is <laughs> what's fun for you turns out to be not fun for a lot of people because everyone else is like, Ben's still having the time of his life. We're super <laughs> tired now. <laughs> We're trying to clean up. <laughs> right, we're we're, right, we're right. feeling weird about this. We don't want to have to ask him to leave, but like we've we're we've shut all the lights off. 
one of the two, uh, you know, my wife's gone to bed for the night. The dog, we've let the dog out. We've told him as we're letting him back in. All right, that's it for the night. You're not going to get to go out again. We've given you every symbol and yeah. you're still wearing the foam dome. Yeah. You know, yeah. With, with, with the tire on your neck. Yeah. Well, right. I, uh, I pity the fool that, that doesn't <laughs> fill up their fun cup as much as me. I mean, this, I just, the, the, the whole you, if anybody's not following Ben on Facebook, and I think that for people that aren't, don't have access to your personal page, you should post these ridiculous pool videos on the Facebook page for the podcast. Oh, yeah. Because people don't see that you, for whatever reason, are getting into your pool when it's 50 degrees outside. Yeah. And I'm assuming it... You know that there's not going to be any more warm days to swim in a normal, like you know, for normal. I'm not purposes. doing it for for fun. I'm doing it for. Uh... But why? So I asked you when you left last week because I <laughs> forgot to bring it up. Like, why are you doing it? Are you doing it because David Goggins would do it? I are think you... so. Yeah, yeah, I was reading that Goggins book. Corolla jumps in his yeah. cold pool. Did you read it? After... Joe Rogan goes in an ice bath. I don't even know the science, but I don't need to. What? <laughs> Again, like, listen. Wait, did you, did you really smart... read the Goggins book? Uh, I'm about 150 pages. So, in. so I'm not done. W- did you get to that part yet? Where nope. they, where they, where he, he makes the, uh, that Jesse Itzler jump into the. No, he was at, um, seal, seal okay. boot camp for okay. like the second or third All time right. or whatever. Yeah. Right. No, that's as far as I am. But when, when smart, motivated people do stuff, I don't then go like, well, I better vet this with my dumb brain for a long time. I just go, I'm signing on sight on scene. So I've been jumping in the pool I, and it rules. And I made my son do it once. I don't know that anybody, bes- I mean, I don't know that anybody else does this. I know that getting in the hot stuff does stuff for your body and after doing sports maybe jumping in the cool stuff would do something for you but goggins is is insane you do know that yeah i do know that well so yeah i do know that if you look um i don't know if i discussed it with you or not but after i read goggins's book i read another book written by this guy jesse itzler who is his wife owns spanx and he i know that name he he does a bunch of stuff too (laughs) i read a book about him uh, but I can't remember. I'm, I'm just telling you what his wife has done and accomplished. But he is a venture capitalist. Is just invested in a bunch of stuff. He had a, like a, a, a rap career in the '90s, uh, hmm. where he I think he made like one song, uh, one or two songs. But anyway, he hires Goggins to come and live with him prior oh, to right, right. prior to Goggins becoming every you know everyone knowing who Goggins well, was. How did he know who he was? Uh, ultra marathon running. So he he saw him at an ultra marathon race which we would hear about years later on Joe Rogan, but he okay. was there when that actual race was run and was like, "Oh my god, like this I need this guy in my life." Right. And he calls Goggins up and says, "Hey David Goggins, this is who I am. I would I would love to train with you for like a month or whatever." He doesn't according to him, he had no plan on writing a book. This dude just shows up. He's like, I needed to push myself. I'm, all, I'm a marathon runner. I do all this kind of stuff, uh, you know, pushing myself to the limits. But this dude pushes himself to the next level, and I need something to sort of, you know, spice up my, see, I don't understand my workout. How, I don't understand how people that run marathons are like, I need to push this. It's like, you just ran a marathon. Well, because running a marathon and running an ultra marathon are two entirely different things. And I know you understand I think one's that, so unnecessary. A hundred percent. So he brings Goggins to his home uh, and tells his wife like a day before, like, yeah, this guy, he like, you know, found him at, at a military base, like looked him up, called around, found he picked up, are you David Goggins? Yeah, here's who I am. I saw you at this race. This is what I want to do. And Goggins was like, are you sure you want to do this? And he's like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, here's here's a deal. The only thing I could tell you is, is you have to do everything I say and you cannot say no to anything. And the dude's like, yeah, sounds great. 
Sounds great. He says the next 30 days of this guy's life. And I, I know we, before I read the book, we talked about it when I yeah. first heard it on yeah. uh, this guy on Rogan talking about it, but the book is just, uh, it's insane. I got to read it's it. It's insane. And, and you know, book. after reading the Goggins book, like this dude's not bullshitting, like every single story in this, because you, after you've read Goggins, book, and he's like, at the end of Goggins, book, they talk about how all this stuff can be, do- it's all documented. There's just, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And then you read this dude's book and you're like, you just invited this into your life. Yeah. I imagine that's what cuckolding feels like. So, so at one point they break open this, this pond in the middle of, of where this guy lives in the area and Goggins jumps in and the dude jumps in and the guy's like, I don't know. After the guy was like, I don't want to, this Jesse answer was like, I I don't know. What's the benefit? He's like, get in this, you know, get in here now. Mm. So he gets in there and then once they get in there, Goggins is like, you need to get out immediately. We're going to get hypothermia, but you cannot touch the ice with your bare skin because it'll peel off like that kid in a Christmas story. Right. So you need to use your pants or shoes to get your elbows out, he goes, I'll push your butt out. And then you need to bear crawl using your clothes as a barrier between your skin and like immediately, or you're going to die. And so they go back in the house and this guy's wife is just, she goes off on Goggin. She's like, what do you dude? Why? And he's like, well, no reason. I just wanted to see if I could push this guy. If this guy was mentally there ready is a to go to that next level, but it wasn't, there, is a there was no health benefit. There was no, no, uh, according in this scenario. Yeah. If you don't consider so your saying, brain, yeah. your health. <laughs> So he was like, I was, I asked this guy to trust me and push himself to the next level and, and not to say no. And he well, did, after he hearing that jumping me. in my 50 degree pool doesn't seem real cool anymore, <laughs> no. does it? <laughs> no, no. Because no. he was breaking the ice with a boulder and there's kids playing hockey and they're like, what's no, going on? I've been eating things that are so hot that they're uncomfortable. I'm jumping in my pool. I like to dabble with the uncomfortable stuff and I don't get a lot of benefits from it. I just like to do it because uh, I don't know why. Dude. But I feel like if you're going to share it and you get that benefit of people going, look at Ben, he's jumping in a cold pool, like share it on the Facebook page. Mm, well, know, see, more sharing people. it too much is, is part of like, don't do it then. Like sometimes yeah, I do that, weird stuff. Is it don't, really though? Because sometimes you, I do weird stuff and don't tell anybody. It's just for me. But not in this, not, not this scenario. Like, so this could have caught fire. I don't film every time I eat like crazy stuff. No, I know you don't. Not every time. But what was the point of filming it this time? For that I reason. needed to distract myself for five minutes. So I thought the idea was I went on with IG or Facebook or something. And I was like, I'm going to jump in this mm. pool. And I'm going to do like in. <laughs> here's what I'm supposed to do. It. I'm going to do like an ask me anything while I'm in this pool. And it'll distract me for five minutes. Well, it turns out if you don't let people know in advance and people don't give a shit about you or your life. What happens when you jump in is that it's just like four people. And they're staring <laughs> at you. And you're staring back at them. And it looks very much like the try it out video. Yeah. Because it's just me. You can half see me. It's dark. There's skin, there's fluid. None of these things make for a comfortable right. video. Right. So I was like, this is going to be fun. And then I was eventually, just, I think I made like three minutes and I was like, I stayed in the pool, but I was like, this is uh, not what I, you know, sometimes you swing and miss. That was one of those. I don't have a lot of experience using the Facebook live stuff, but I was like typing to you. And then I'm thinking maybe it looked like I was typing in real time, but that video may have been up for a day and it looked real like it was happening. No, I don't think you saw the live one. Cause I was like, Hey dude, can you hear me? Can you? And I saw other people talking and it was putting my comments in linear fashion underneath other people that you, you were, were jumping in. With. Say you were jumping in 45 seconds into a video that had already been posted. Yeah. I think Somebody else's post came in at 45 seconds, but uh, so what yeah, you dude, should do is probably I'm not proud of a lot of stuff. Give a head, heads up on that. next. Yeah. Time. But well, now my wife put a bunch of chemicals in the pool to close it. So I have to close it today. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess <laughs> the pond maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, that's not, that's, that's closer to Goggins. It's closer, right? 
what do you need to talk about that's so blue that I need to tell my I mom? I can't breathe. Oh, yeah. You've decided against I have against such a good story, but I don't... I... <laughs> oh, no. No, because it's... You know what? Like, you know when you listen to... I listen to some podcasts once in a while. My buddies will be like, you got to listen to this this show called Come Town or whatever. And I go, first off, you and I both were like, just the name alone, no. Yeah. No. So I had something that was really funny that happened to me this week, but I was like, but... It's going to be not for the show. It's, it, that's not the point. Hey, when you go to a sporting, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. It's, right. it's super funny. Um, I'll find a way to package it. I'll find a way to, to make it right. Just euphemisms and. Yeah, I, but there's no. No, this, okay. this is going to be a tough one to dodge. Um, when you go to a sporting event, do you wear uh, uniforms, sweaters, jersey? <laughs> like, what do you wear? You mean of the team or just in general? Yeah, like like you're an adult, you're a grown man. Do you then put on like another guy's name on your Never. shirt and put it Never. on? Never, and that's why I won't do it. Yeah, because like can't you do put it. on his like... Um, it's, yeah, it's like a tramp stamp. Right, right. right. It feels a little bit emasculating or something like Especially that. Especially if you're sitting in a... You ever seen the row of dudes all wearing the Canerco? It's like you, you're not all Canerco. Can somebody else... Can we mix it up? That's How why I players? wear Tadahito Aguchi. I'm the only one that has it. <laughs> I'm the only one. Yeah, you, so, you never see a Greg Lazinski out there. So I went to a Sox game, I don't know, a month ago, two months ago, when the Sox were still all playing, obviously. I'm getting you a Karkovice jersey this Christmas. <laughs> Ronnie Kark. So um, I went to this game, and it was a group of us. It was like 10 people, and I was the only one where, and I had my Podsednik, uh, you know, uh, alternate gray road jersey, as I love to wear and I was the only one wearing something one. So it was fine. It was actually, it must've been two months ago. It was super hot. So I ended up taking it off, but I was wearing this Jersey and I was the only one and we're tailgating and there's a lot of other people in the parking lot and they're wearing socks gear and everything's fine and appropriate. Now I had always worn them when I was like in my twenties, I went through a phase where I had an uncle who could like get them from China or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Like normally they cost like $130, but he's like, nah, these are 40. But sometimes like the numbers are backwards or whatever. So I got a bunch of them. I have Hawk sweaters. I got socks jerseys. I got one with my name on it. I got a Gooch. I've got a Pesednik. I used to wear them all the time. I used to go to a lot of socks games. So I go to the socks game and I'm wearing it. And I'm the only one. And I'm looking around. I'm like, ah. And I eventually, it was hot anyway. So that made the decision easier to just assimilate. And I took it off. It's all fine. We had a great time. So then we fast forward to, we go to the Blackhawks home opener. It's another group party. There's eight or nine of us or whatever. And everybody's going. And I'm super pumped. And so they say, we got to meet at Byway. And we're going to Byway. We're going to have a quick beer. And then we're going to hit the road. And we're going to get there. And it's going to be great. So I'm getting dressed for this thing. And I'm like, I don't know. What is it? Five o'clock or four o'clock. And I'm going through my closet. And I'm like, mm, these guys think it's lame to wear this jerseys or the sweaters. Mm-hmm. This I'm going with a group that doesn't do jerseys. They don't do it. So I was like, don't make the mistake you made last time and be the only chomo wearing a, a, a jersey. So I'm like, I go through and I'm like, I don't know what to wear then. So I was like, well, got to wear something that just whatever. So I just throw on a, like a, what do you call it? An army green, like drab green. I throw a drab green shirt on. I got shoes that match it. I got jeans. Boom. I just go and I meet everybody at the bar. Everyone walks in to a man. <laughs> Everyone. Now I'm wearing green. The Hawks were playing, oh, hell, I don't even remember. Oh, the Islanders, which I like, too. Ooh, sweet sweater. Yeah, yeah super sweet sweater. So everyone walks in. The, even the person who's never been to a hockey game doesn't like hockey. At least had, like, a black shirt or a red shirt. Mm-hmm. 
with a logo on it, something. Everybody has black cars. And they're all looking at me and they're going, dude, you, you're you wearing army green. You look like you're going to veterans night at something. <laughs> and I was like, I thought you guys were the non-sweater guys. I thought you weren't the Jersey group. Like, what, what is going on? There's no, I don't understand. They go, no, dude, we went to the Sox game. None of us are Sox fans. They were all like Cubs fans or some other fans. They go, that's why we didn't wear Sox stuff. So I get it wrong at the Sox game. I'm the only I'm the odd man out. I can't dress, dude. I can't figure it out. We go to the Hawks game. I'm the only one not wearing something. Meanwhile, I have three hockey, nice Hawks sweaters at home just sitting there. And I'm going like, oh, do I have time to run home? But they want, they got a heart out. They want to get there early and everything. And I was like. Did you consider <clears throat> buying something at the game? I did buy something. <laughs> so I got there. So instead of bringing a sweater that I owned, and dude, we're in the parking lot. Oh, I, instead of bringing a sweater that I own, I had to buy one for like a hundred bucks, like a, a hooded sweatshirt. Now it's nice, but it ain't a hundred bucks. Like, you know, anything you get in the stadium is like ridiculous, right? Like a pencil's $12. Mm-hmm. So we're in the parking lot, dude, and I'm getting roasted for like 20 minutes because everybody's like having a drink in the parking lot. There, dude, there's homeless people walking by. They have like Hawks hats on. <laughs> there's like the guys that are doing like the parking attendant at least have like a red shirt on. Um, I mean, dude, it was just like I was I was the source of quite a bit of of uh, jocularity. Well, I would tell you that I I will wear a hat. That's probably as far as I will go. Um, so I have not been a Sox fan my entire life. And I've told you just now you sheer are. convenience and love of that parking lot and love of baseball. I am black and white from here on out yeah, as far as dude. Chicago goes. Still a Mets fan, but so you're 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 converted. I I I for years looked for reasons to never return to Wrigley Field, and now that my wife no uh, enjoys being at uh, U.S. Cellular Comiskey Bank Arena, I don't ever have to go back. You know, so so you're uh, converting right now. No, what I'm telling you is we enjoy baseball. Mm. We. I'm not necessarily a Sox fan. I'm not, but I, I'm not against the Sox either. I just don't, I don't have a, at this point, I don't have a dog in the fight. We'll see. I guess during a season as magical as this season, the last thing you want to do uh, after being known as a Mets and or Cubs fan is to wear a Sox hat uh, because every person or show yourself at a Sox game uh, because every person's like, oh, I see where we're, we're going with this. Now, you know, perfect time to jump. Now that good. Yeah, that's not the case. Bandwagon I, fan. I like baseball. So, if you watch baseball with me... Um, yeah, but three years ago, you could have liked baseball, and they had the same park, and it was nice. Yeah, but I did not. I was, I was, I'll mm. tell you what. The minute the Cubs won the World Series and the curse was lifted, I swear to you, <laughs> the curse was lifted off me as well. Because I used to be one of those people, too, who's like, oh, you know, socks suck, Cubs rule, or whatever. You know, yeah. when, when neither ruled, <laughs> both sucked. <laughs> right. Uh, but that's just my family was, you know, my mom's We're side Cubs of the family, family was like that. That's how it is. You get assigned. But as soon... It's like a gender. You get assigned at birth, dude. My grandfather died when I was maybe 13, and he was like the biggest Cubs fan, okay? And so I loved my grandpa more than anything in the world. I only had 13 years with him. But I was like, hey... I know how Grandpa felt about the Cubs were Cubs right. people. Yeah, the minute they won the World Series, I was like, okay, he got, he got, he got his World Series. You all of a sudden, I realized- was there to be a fan of the Cubs until that day, and then I was like, hey, dude, the Cubs suck, and the Cubs sucked for a long time. And not only that, the Cubs ownership sucks. The Cubs, you know, uh, Wrigley Field, all that whole thing about like you know 
stomping your feet on the ground and be like, yeah, but it's, you know, it's one of the oldest and most traditional stadiums. You want to whatever. <laughs> they don't have a parking lot. So for a guy like me, that's enough to say, I don't ever want to return. And it takes me who, I mean, if you, the way the crow flies maybe lives an hour from Wrigley, yeah. it takes me two and a half hours to get there. Just with traffic. Now, I mean, that's a little extreme, brutal, but yeah. you know what I mean? And then to find a place and because when you go to a Cubs game, it's an all-day experience where if you go to a Sox game and you want to drink beforehand and then get in the car or, I mean, drive there, drink, go to the game, and then you could come back to the suburbs or closer to home and continue your partying. But at Wrigley, you have to, you, you're there to do all the Wrigley experience. Yeah. And, and I, you got to get home from there. I'm not interested in that. So for that reason... I'm out. So you heard it here first. You're converting. No, I'm still a Mets fan. But mm. I will say this. You got Sox hats, dude. Look, I will wear a Sox hat to the game. But anyway, <laughs> I, was, I was telling you. You like the way they wear their shirts. I was telling you, when I watch baseball, I cons- at, at some point during the game, and I'm trying to think there's one or two that I'm, I'm not a fan of, The all the logos and all the hats, I'm like, that's a cool hat. That's a cool. I would own a baseball hat. And proudly wear one for every single team, including the Cardinals, maybe. Including the Cardinals. That's tough. I don't have... I mean, Detroit's hat kind of sucks. It's not... You know, they're, they're not doing, any, they're not doing cool. anything great. No. Um, I but I do, I, do live in a, I do live in a community that starts with the letter D, so you could always be like, oh, yeah, representing you're D-Town. From, you're from the D. Right. Making right. D appointments. So now taking that same conversation and moving it over to a concert i told you that last two weeks ago i flew across the country to see a concert which would be in chicago only one month later same lineup oh that's right yeah so myself and my wife flew to las vegas and planned a vacation specifically around seeing this band alkaline trio who was i wouldn't i I hate to say opening for bad religion it was sort of like a double headliner I guess it wasn't because a longer of the fact open, that... though, right? They probably played for an hour and a half first. No, they didn't. Neither Bad Religion only played for an hour. So what? it was like the first band played for a half hour, and uh, Alkaline Trio played for maybe 45, 50 See, minutes. See, that's the problem with punk music. They're like, we've played our whole catalog. It's been 42 <laughs> minutes. You go to see Dave Matthews, and he, he plays Ants Marching. You're 22 minutes in, I, and that guy's still fucking around with the flute. I, I think that the problem with it is is when, when you go to a, a venue where there's a... Um, an ordinance as far as like what time they have to call it quits in Vegas. And I love that. I'm not saying specifically Vegas, but I'm like in Chicago, you know, everything's got to be wrapped by 11. So if you go to a, a place and they say, Hey, doors are at eight band hits the stage at nine. There's a lot of breakdown. There's a lot of, there's a lot of bullshit. That what, a goes dumb, on. what a dumb rule. Like with all the problems Chicago has, that's what you're focusing on. So my thing is triple billing is it's, it's, it's worthless. Now you want to give somebody, you know, you want to help a band out and say, hey, we're in Chicago. We're friends with you. We'll let you open up. That's great for that band. But for everybody else, it's like they're probably not that great. And you're wasting a good 30 minutes of my time, plus another 15 to 20 minutes to break down and set up the other band's equipment. Yeah. I don't need it. So I, I don't care about I'm putting you on notice. I don't care about the triple bill, double bill. It's the only way to go. And, and or festival, which I also will not be attending. But so we went all the way there. And the wife was like, hey, I'm going to wear a naked ray gun shirt to the Alkaline Trio show because to represent Chicago. 
Like, hey, we're from Chicago, Alkaline Trio, Chicago, but I'm not wearing the Alkaline Trio shirt to the Alkaline Trio show. Okay. So... Um, so the, you have a rule on that? I wore a Pegboy that... shirt, which is also a Chicago band, to see Alkaline Trio. So other people would be like, oh, those those people are from yeah. where Alkaline Trio is Did you from. count how many people Alkaline didn't Trio. give a shit about what shirt you were wearing? Uh... No, I didn't. But <laughs> that's but the funny thing is, you ton. will put a lot of thought into like, I yeah. want to wear this because, and you get there and it's like, everyone, it's, everyone's wearing a black shirt. We're all looking forward. Well, now I have, you know, my son is now into this music, so I have to teach, and he's starting to go to concerts, so I have to teach him what is and what is not okay, in my mind. That doesn't right? feel punk rock to me for your dad to teach you the rules. Well, of punk rock. again, you don't want to look like a poser, and the way to look like that's, that's not true. look like a poser is to follow rules to tell you how to not look like a poser. But what what about what about cutting your teeth and being a poser, and then that's what gets that's what that's that's uh, the natural immunity. Well, my it is it but is. You're but, but I feel you're like I, you don't I, want to see him make the same I, mistakes you made. I blazed a trail, so I already I already cut through this path in the woods that was less traveled. Yeah, and I'm saying like you just said, you know, why have him make the same right. mistakes? You're going like, if, look, the hot topic tag's still on there, dude. If, you got to take that off. If you're wearing jeans and a concert tee and combat boots, you cannot wear a baseball hat. It just doesn't work. No, it's, it's not it, that look doesn't work. It's just I don't know. I don't think ba- combat boots and a hat ever works, does it? You know, that's what I'm saying. So you could wear a hooded sweatshirt and a, and a baseball. How cap. many Nazis wore hats? Lots. All of them? Yeah, they were. Oh, you have a uniform. Shit. Okay, that theory's not. Uh, skinheads don't wear hats, right? Oh, well, it depends. I mean, a skinhead. There's lots of different skinheads. I guess it's whatever don't that you, skinhead don't you start feels. Telling me about counterclockwise. No, that's anyway. Him. So the the point being is we actually had a thought process on what to wear, but we weren't going to wear the shirt of the band. Now here's this other issue. And I don't merch tables should only be set up. Merch should only be set up the last 30 minutes of the concert for the people who are like, Hey, I'm leaving early. Cause I want to get to the parking lot and get out of here. Mm. Um, and I don't want to carry a t-shirt around the whole time. The problem is, is when you come into a concert, you know, right away, especially if it's like a punk show or a, a rock show where, it's not at a huge place. It's like mer- merch. There's only so much merch. They ship it beforehand, right? And you only have so much mer- merch at each concert. Yeah. So if you don't buy that shirt in the size you need when you come in the door, it may not be there when you're going out the door. Now, they don't have lockers. That's true. They don't have... Yeah, that's a real problem. I never thought about that before. So, you're carrying this stupid thing for two hours. And now your buddy's like, hey, man, I wasn't able to get off work. Do you mind getting me a shirt, too? It's like, yeah, I'll carry around two shirts all night. Okay, yeah. buddy? Well, because first of all, I'm never doing that for you. That's a that's a big <laughs> ask. That's like asking somebody to move. I go full on Dave there. I'm like, no, <laughs> so, not buying you. Not buying you anymore. I just go, hey, go online. You can find the same shirt. It may not have the concert dates on the back, but it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So you walk in, and now you're, you're faced with this situation. It's like either I buy a shirt now or risk not getting one. And then I have to carry it around the whole time. And now they only allow certain size purses or, or bags into, in a lot of these places. So I can't even ask my wife, who's carrying a tiny clutch purse, hey, could you carry a shirt for me, a shirt for our son, and a shirt for you? No, I got to carry it. You so have to throw that shirt on over you your shirt. You either throw the shirt on or you tuck it in the back of your pants like a flag hanging you know, off the back yeah. or around or whatever. And be careful about which side... You could be sending signals you don't even know about. <laughs> exactly. You could be next thing you know, you're in the shitter and you kick somebody's foot. Yeah. Games on. You and Pacino are cruising around with the wrong damn shirts in your pants. So, so that's an issue. But whatever. We bought the we bought the shirts of from this tour 
uh, we, all, we, all, we all got alkaline trio. My my son was like, I showed him all the, I sent him a text of all the, again, it was, wasn't able to be done before. So but the, show has, him, the, the Chicago show has not happened yet. It's not happened right. yet. It okay. happens the 13th of November. So we, he's like, oh, get me that bad religion one with just the logo. I'm like, dumbass. You can buy that at Hot Topic. You can buy that at online. They have specific tour shirts yeah. that are specific to the... Again, yeah, then when he, people see the date, they go like, dude, I oh, was there really, too. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would love a vintage Springsteen. You ever see the people with like the Springsteen Tour 79 or 81? Yeah. It's all washed out. You're like, that's a badass yeah. vintage t-shirt. Specifically mm-hmm. Springsteen. You know, the Born in the USA Tour with the, his ass with a handkerchief. Yeah, I had, I had some stuff from like Woodstock 99 and it was... Uh, people just be like, you were there? And oh, dude, speaking of which, there's there's HBO Max or Netflix, and one of them has a documentary on Woodstock '99. So well, I plan to watch it, see it if live can... on pay per view. So I knew that obviously they could cut up that footage and put a documentary. Yeah, well, for sure, yeah. But I I plan on watching it and seeing if I could see myself mm. sleeping underneath a truck or watching an ATM fall on a guy, <laughs> or that's gonna be exciting. So now we're faced with this issue. Have footage of me in the fetal position crying next to a, a sound uh, programmer. I don't, we'll have to get into that later. Yeah. We'll put a pin in that. Um, don't do drugs. So, so now we're going to pick this tour up here in Chicago. And the the thought process is, well, you definitely cannot. Now you can't wear that shirt that you got. It's almost like you time traveled, right? Because you can't wear the tour shirt before the tour came to your city. Mm. Well, that makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. How'd yeah. you do that? Yeah. So we've come across <laughs> this other issue. My son is like probably in top three favorite bands. Bad Religion is one of his top favorite no bands. Now, in Chicago, for whatever reason, you have to be, for this concert, 17 or older. Not 18 or older, 17 or yeah, older. Yeah, we were speaking about this last week, and you were, it was a, a, a conflict of interest here. Did, so we talked about this on the podcast? Yeah, you had mentioned that. How we're like, going to slip a $50 bill, potentially? You hadn't. Well, no, I want to hear it. You, okay. haven't, you haven't said how. But you said you were pretty sure that your wife was going to conjure a way to get him yeah. in this. Because you even called the place last week yes. if you didn't listen. And you said, hey, I know my son's not old enough, but uh, I want him to go. Right. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. There's they're a like, city ordinance. You can't do it. They're like, this isn't you trying to sneak into C7 in 1996. <laughs> so we've the first plan she had was get a hotel room. And if we all can't get in, we'll put him. We'll take him back to the hotel. He can sit there while we go to the concert. His mom attends the concert. He would want to see more than anything in the world. This is that didn't fly with him. The other one was just to leave him home and just try to scalp the other ticket or sell the other ticket beforehand. Yeah. He was not happy with that, nor was I, because I was like, I've already seen this show. It's great, I, I, but I want to see it with him. But the, the point is getting him in. That's the issue. But because they checked our IDs and our vaccination cards at the, now again, these are door people at a club. They, I don't believe they're going to take the time to look down and look at the date of birth to determine. They're more interested to see if your vaccination, the name on your vax card matches up with it. So I'm thinking, I don't think they even give that much of a dude. I think they're just going to go, you have a thing in your hand. I do. When we went to the Hawks game, it was like, everybody needs a mask. You need a mask. I walk by, the guy saw that I had, dude, it could have been like a, a business card for like a restaurant. He's like, cool. The mask comes off. It was all a theater. I may have accidentally entered a Sox game uh, with a strap. So, you know. No kidding. Yeah. But even that is, I mean, they have <laughs> Which metal I was detectors, like, don't they? I, for, I forgot. They do have metal detectors. 
Yeah, they do. Wow. Yeah. That's that's impressive. Now that well, I wouldn't know how to here's do. An, here's another thing at the Sox game I that I found John interesting. John Malkovich with that plastic carbon gun in that movie. The If you walk in in a group of people and they're like, some guy's holding his phone up and they're like, bloop, 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 bloop. You could just tag along and be like, oh, I was with those people. And there is so much confusion. Oh, yeah. You don't even have to get, hey, I don't know how it is at Wrigley Field, but I could tell you this. At you the cell, you could, the just, you could just walk in. Let's yeah. be real. Um, so again, I told my wife and my son, Hey, if we're, if it's all or one, if we're not getting in, we're just leaving and we're leaving the tickets on the table. No that's kidding. Shitty, I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to go without him. That sucks. You could just go outside and be like, Hey, who wants to buy these? Yeah. That, I mean, that's what I would attempt to do, but that's a bummer. But I'm thinking that with a mask on, so this is where COVID is going to help us. They're so fixated on making sure you have your Vax card and the name matches up potentially. Let's, if that's a scenario, and you're wearing a mask, which will help disguise his youthful look. You know, he's taller but, than but me. But you don't need an ID to get into a 17 and over show. No, but they're using the ID to, I'm assuming, to like they did in Vegas. They looked at the ID to make sure it matched with our Vax cards, even though we're because we're clearly over 21. There is a good chance that they might just not do the math and just. Just so be wrong because of the fact that like in, there's a 40% chance that if you give him all the accurate stuff that says he's not able to go in, he still gets in. So in Indiana, when you get a, a, a driver's license, but you're under 21, you, your license is in um, portfolio. So it's up and down, right? Or is it, was that not portfolio? What's that called? Profile. Uh, profile. Profi- no, whatever it's called, the up and down one. And then once well, there's you're landscape and portrait. Yeah. Portrait. You're, it's in portrait. But if you are over 21, it's in landscape. So you could quickly look at an ID and go, oh, that's a person who's not. But again, you don't have to be 21. So that, if, if it was the difference between 16 and 17, it would someone could do a quick glance. But I feel like if if we're not first and we're just in the pack and people are, you know, they're because they're trying to get people through because now it takes a little longer with these Vax cards, I feel like we're getting in. I think the odds are pretty good. I feel a like mask. we're getting in. Do, do you think you're going to need your ID? Yes, 100%. Because I, I just know because we had it have it in Vegas. Hmm, I can't remember. And the last, this isn't at the Metro, but the last time I was at the Metro, uh, I was at it, not the last time, but the, the time I went to see the Matinee Gorilla Biscuits concert, um, it was at five in the afternoon at all ages. You Because it was an all ages show, you had to show your ID and then they put a wristband on you. Regardless, if you were if you had if you were twenty one and older, you had a one color wristband, and if you were under twenty one, you oh. had a different wristband. So they were a little bit more persnickety. That's not normal. But it, some clubs have this device that you put the ID into, and it immediately tells you what the age of the per- it reads the driver's license. It also logs that you've been there because if anything happens and they needed to find out, really, like you'll see that if you watch that uh, bar rescue. He, he puts that on bouncers where they have a lot oh. of problems at clubs. He's like, you run a person. It, it a validates the card. And then B, logs that you were there, what time you were there. So if an issue comes up later and they need the police or somebody for legal reasons. That's big brother stuff, man. Yeah. So I think we're getting in. I think you are too. Yeah. I think you're going to make it. I think you're going to make it. I think you have people who Would you chance it? Yeah, I would. And what would you do if you if, if he gets caught? I would be like, well, let's go, let's go to Akuma's and get a cool burger and we'll go watch Black Flag live videos at home. What, you know what I mean? I would I would try it because what happens if you if you don't make it you don't make it you've already seen the show yes it sucks to miss it but it's not about you really not this part right so I think you put all your eggs in his basket and then if they fall 
then then you can go don't put all your eggs in one basket. I got one more thing I wanted to talk about, okay. which is somewhat related. So when, when it's a rainy day, I don't watch, as I've said a million times, I can't stand watching like scripted television as far as network television. Like I'll watch The Sopranos or The Wire, those specific shows. No, or, HBO though. I can't watch them like a CBS, NBC. Yeah. So my wife, just like every other basic person in the world, will watch... You know, ER and, and Grey's Anatomy and uh, the no Kardashians kidding. and all those. So that's not scripted, but it is scripted. So when she does, when I grew up, my dad had the remote. My mom never got to choose to watch anything. She learned to love the shows my dad watched or she went off and did chores while my dad watched TV. Right. When he was home, that's that's how it was. Um, she may call me a week from now and say, that's not true. You're, you're painting. No, that's. That's or she true. might complain about the voice I just made imitating her. But this is that, why I can't it, tell my story. In my eyes, that's that's what went down. In my house, it's different. My wife chooses what's on the television at all times because um I just don't care and I'll do something else. My kids, my kids have their remote and every once in a while I'll go, give well, me the remote. I'm watching something. And then my wife will be like, Well, can't you watch it downstairs? And I go, Give me the remote only once in a while, like live sports. I will, I will say that when my wife is not here, my daughter who is 10 years old, uh, she is in charge of the remote because, uh, again, I don't care, but I will eventually me and my son will lose our minds and be like, okay, enough Disney plus she's watched every, every episodic show Disney plus has Mm. to offer everyone that Nick has to anyway. See, without my wife to run interference, my kids will fall in. They've watched Columbo with me. They'll watch freaking Honeymooners. They watched, uh, we watch, I let them watch South Park sometimes. I'm like, whatever. Like, they will kind of fall in what I, I want to impo- do. I can't impose my will, but I would rather my daughter watch the big screen than her small tele, her, her, her YouTube video. Cause I, I don't know right. what she's watching there. I can right. at least see this is wholesome in some respect. Yeah. So, whenever my wife is busy and doing work or whatever in front of the TV, she'll be like, you can watch whatever you want. And I will watch every what she calls punk rockumentaries. Anything that has to do with the genre that I haven't seen, I'll watch. But even if I have seen it before, I might watch it. So again, yesterday, I found one that I hadn't watched. You seem to be ingesting a lot of this 80s punk stuff again. I mean, or still. This, so this is, it's always the same people. It's Keith Morris from the Circle Jerks, Henry Rollins. uh, Then there'll be like maybe Jack from TSOL. There's like like five or six people uh, in, in, in the genre that were there at the, you know, the kickoff that they'll always go back to. So every documentary has like uh, Ian McKay or, you know, these certain people, they're okay. always in the, so my wife, Henry Rollins came on the screen and they asked him about some question. This one was called Clockwork Orange County. She goes, that's the guy that raped Peg Bundy and Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> so, so uh, she'll be like, she turned or she turned to me and as much distaste as she has for Ronnie Dangerfield, she has, twice as much vitriol for Rollins. And she's like, who cares what he says? He's a wash up. I, 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 every time I see this dude, I'm just so annoyed. So disrespectful. And, I, and I'm like, okay, but you can sit there and watch Kim Kardashian. But you know what? I watch it for the outfits. I watch it for their business, their business ladies. They're this. Okay. Okay. Let me, I'm not going to sit here and defend Henry Rollins. We're not getting, we're not having this. If the Kardashians have more depth than than Hank Rollins does, I, I just silly. don't. I don't care about the argument. Okay, who's more punk rock? I don't care. Kim Kardashian, Henry Rollins, whatever. Yeah. Um. Nobody so knows. So while we're talking about this, 
she just she just gets crazy and she's like every five seconds with this it's either a book or a documentary it's been like and I said it's been like this since day one I've never vacillated like I have added more music to the stuff I listen to but but this is why would you get mad that I care about this is what impacted me in my life skateboard culture skateboard art uh, punk rock flyer punk rock flyers I like looking at books with flyers in them and you know I whatever That's what you like I like no. I like knowing about the history of the thing I'm most interested in. Yes. Has it been able to, to find some way to make us money or feed our children? No, it hasn't. But no, but this was your elevator sales pitch when you guys met, you know what I mean? I get that a lot with my wife. She'd be like, well, you know, I kind of thought you would have grown out of this yeah. or getting yeah. past this. And I was like, I never thought that I never told you that but- I never said I was gonna, I, the other day she goes, but <laughs> she goes, do you think you could go a day without doing a movie quote? And I go, no. And she goes, if I asked you for me, would you do it? And I go, no. She goes, you don't think you could go a day? I go, I don't think I would try to go a day. Yeah. I don't. Why should she goes, I have even to for change? me? And I go, that's not a fair request. That's like going like, hey, can you like not be the height you are? Or can you not like, <laughs> can you not sound the way your voice does? And it's like, that's just, hey, this is, there's some things I grew out of, right? There are, you do mature and you go through life, but some of the few, you know, like that, I always go back to that movie Inside Out. Some of your like core memories are attached to these things. Yeah, of course. They're not going anywhere. So you have to decide whether you like I have, these core I have memories a visceral response to seeing a, a documentary about Anthrax, DRI, Metallica, and also other music that I like, like specifically Black Flag, The Circle Jerk, whatever it is. How does it hurt anybody? And this is, you know, she'll say, well, I don't want to watch it. And you make me watch this. I go, but here's the thing. When you're watching Grey's Anatomy... No matter if I complain about it or not, you're not changing. So I just leave. Well, either way, but then we're not together. So yeah, you, you, well, think you, you took your mom's approach. You're like, if I'm not into this, I'll go find something else to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So, so I had, this past week, I had a, um, everybody that works for the company I worked for, not everybody, but a lot of the department heads had to get together and go to this like team building training, right? Or, or just all encompassing training up across departments. Now there's a guy in this training that I, he graduated high school, like maybe four or five years before I did. I knew his name. I knew that I know he works for the company. I seen him around for the almost 21 years I've worked there, but I've never had any interaction with him. Huh. So this guy was carrying a bag into training, like a book bag or whatever with his stuff in it. And it had a, a gorilla biscuits, patch on it and i was he like stole your holy patch. crap dude that's a cool patch that's a gorilla biscuits patch and the guy was like i've never i've never run into somebody who knew that what that was well immediately you guys are like when dogs sniff each other's butts at the park and you're like i didn't realize i love this so immediately so you know on every break we're talking and we're like oh i know this person i know that person and and he oh this God. guy was telling me he's like you know hey when i when i was young in the in the late 80s early 90s he's like you know i was writing letters i would get records and i would write letters to the where these bands were saying their peel boxes and he goes i i was i toured with seven seconds I toured with Fugazi. I toured with, as you know, it was a doorman. I basically offered my services and said, hey, like I'm in this air, in the Midwest. When you guys travel here, I would like to work for free just to come out, go to the shows and be a part of what you've got going on. And I was like, oh yeah, cool. You know, that's wow. awesome. The next day he comes in with a photo album, you know, taken from probably a disc camera, you know, a 35 millimeter disc camera. Dust, you know, blows it off. <sighs> He's like, yeah, disc, last night, disc I, I remember like the cameras had the disc film or I was just saying, whatever, like a, a 35 film? millimeter camera, there was disc and roll, same thing. Oh. I was just using Sorry. it as a point of history. Sorry. I don't know what a disc is. So, uh, a disc camera is, 
it's the same. It's like film. I'll, but Google, I'll of, Google it. It's any, fine. Anyway, um, so he brought in the. He he was like, I went down in in the basement and uh, I found this photo album. I thought you'd appreciate it. So I'm looking through, and sure enough, it's him on tour with uh you know a younger Ian McKay. It's uh you know he's with Seven Seconds. He's with the Gorilla Biscuits. The Gorilla Biscuits. He's on. He's standing next to the stage taking pictures of Fugazi playing and, and all these bands. Uh, that toured around that time. Wow. And I was like, at the break, I was like, dude, you, this, this, this should be on social media. Like you should get it. Uh, he's like, oh, I don't do social media. That's punk he's rock, like 48, baby. 49 or whatever. And I said, yeah, but, but you see what you did though? You, you, you accumulated these pictures and these memories that you had that were specific to you. And they ended up in a pile in your basement under a bunch of stuff because your wife and your kids didn't care. It wasn't important to them. And so you sort of grew up, you got married, you did the adult thing, which we all do. And I've done the same thing. And you put this stuff in a box because your wife thought you would have, you would change over time. And she's asked you to put this stuff away. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this has to be unique to men. And you then found somebody else who you knew would appreciate it. You gave it to me and immediately, which I haven't been in many, many years. I was immediately envious of this person going like, dude, I, why didn't I think of what this guy thought about? Of how come curating I didn't know, all this stuff. How come I didn't know this guy 20 years earlier and had 20 years to have communicated that we're both into the same thing? He should be doing this podcast. And so then I thought to myself, <laughs> again, I will take whatever it takes. You need to get an Instagram or some social media, put these pictures up and then tag the band because... This is how angry the band might or, love ir- to irritated see it. I was about it, which, you know, probably not my place, but I was like, bro, you owe it to the scene. You owe it to the world to share these like backstage pictures because these are things I appreciate. Again, yeah, my wife yeah. or other people would be like, who cares about a picture in the Fugazi's dressing room where they're like hanging out, uh, drinking coffee beforehand, or they're standing by their tour bus, uh, waving or whatever. It's like a lot of people. And when I say a lot of people, I mean this subgroup of a subgroup of a subgroup, but that is important because I looked at it and I was like, well, hey, I wasn't, this guy's in the picture. It's not me, but this is such a, an off guard moment for these bands. You know what I mean? It's not a promotional picture. It's not a a picture of them necessarily on stage, but it's like, if you had pictures of a, a band, like, like, I don't know, you like Nirvana. So if you saw pictures of Nirvana where they were just like at their own house, sitting outside smoking a cigarette. Oh, I would like, prefer like, that. Dude, that's badass. Would, yeah, I would prefer that. So he was like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to make it my mission to make sure this, this, <laughs> that people have access to this so stuff. You got a motor, man. And so anyway, he he came in the next day and he brought me a poster tube and he's like, hey man, I know you'd appreciate this. I'm redoing my basement. I don't really have a place for it because again, I don't know, I don't know if his wife did this, but I'm assuming just like my wife would do, like that's not going up in my basement. So go ahead and put it in that poster tube what where else, it will die. What else in life works like that where you go where, in this case, it's more for females than males, but a, a female will look high and low and search and have all this criteria, mental criteria, biological criteria, uh, physical criteria, all these things that they want to find the perfect match for them. They 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 literally, they, they comb through it, not literally, but they go through everything to find this perfect this is the one i picked out of out of out of the whole barrel this is the one that's for me now let me change him <laughs> right what dude you know yeah. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like what else in life works like that where you go like i'm gonna like you like you you go to get the whole foods and you get all the perfect ingredients i'm gonna make this recipe i got all the stuff and then you go ah, i'll just wing it like or i'll just i don't want this to be a steak anymore like right 
it's yeah. it's so mind-boggling because I don't feel like guys do that. Guys go, I like that one. That's what I like. Well, I feel like there's so much stuff like so we we have a, our friend Harvey Woodlawn. A couple years ago, I had when I was moving, I had all the cassette tapes I had ever collected in my entire life uh in shoe boxes. Mm. And I thought to myself, well, like the chances of me going back and, and listening to uh, something on cassette, not going to happen. And I, and, and, and the, I don't know what the value is, but I've told this story before the day before I really got into this music, when I was like 13, 14 years old, a friend of my sister, my sister's best friend's boyfriend, who I had really no idea who he was showed up at my house with my sister's friend and was like, hey, I heard like you're kind of getting into punk rock. Oh, right, right. I'm not into punk rock anymore. I'm into straight edge hardcore. Here's all the tapes I've amassed. So like I said, every Black Flag, every Descendants, every Dead Kennedys, every Naked Ray Gun, every... I had so much music. He just if, gave you, you all this free music. That's If like, you've ever dude. seen the movie SLC Punk, yeah. there's a scene where he's like, hey, listen to this, my brother, or, you know, I got this tape. And that sh- that's what happened, right? So for the next couple of weeks... I was taking this around to my buddy who was, I was also trying to start a band with and saying like, check this out, check this out. And overnight it just made the change. So what I did when uh, our friend Harvey Woodlawn asked about the tapes, I know his kids into that kind of music here, dude, have them. I'm not going to charge you anything. You drive over. I'll give them you. He has every single tape I've ever owned in my life of that. I kept that was worth something. I believe to me. that's called a mitzvah. And I passed it along. So this guy passing me the Gorilla Biscuits like album release poster, it's like I I I have a a responsibility to yeah. frame and hang this thing. But but I but let's move off yeah, the music. Do. How many things, whether it be Dungeons and Dragons stuff or uh, sports memorabilia, when you get married or you've been married for a while and your wife's ready to move from your starter home to your adult home. She's like, you get a karyo cabinet and that's it. And the rest of your shit's going to be put in a tote dude. or thrown in the garbage. This yeah. is speci- There's no dude that I know of that. I, w- I mean, if you're a kind of guy that would tell your wife, like you got to throw this shit in the garbage. It's not coming in my house. I, 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 I don't. Oh, to a woman. Yeah. I, I, no, I, we I don't, don't do that. People we like don't that. do that. I'm sure there are guys, right? But I, I have this podcast room here. Um, maybe ke- I'm keeping the podcast going so I, c- I could continue to have a reason to maintain this room. Mm-hmm. But, but for me, I've literally been given this tiny space inside my house to express myself. And she never comes in here. I don't even know if she's ever been in this room once it's been finished, which we're, I'm fine with. She doesn't clean it. It's the only area she doesn't clean. Um, she stays out of it. She's never questioned me about it. I never said, Hey, clean it up. Or I don't like this. So for that, um, this is my tomb. This is, you know, where everything that's important to me is of, of, of things that I've collected. Well, it is funny how we, we sort of, I guess to play, and devil, I'm fine with that to, to, to advocate for the women a little bit. I would say that like, we sort of know that they're better at making things look nice and nesting and age appropriate. Well, and they're just like, Hey, if we want this place to look nice, we better let you take the lead. You know what I mean? Like a lot of like a lot of couples or relationships or whoever, like one person is sort of the money person, one person is sort of this. Usually by and large, the guy's like, okay, you can have your say so on what looks nice. With, by the way, zero training or prep. Right. It's not like, oh, when you were a kid, you and your mom went to school for home decorating and design and and you've been doing all this. This is just like 
The same way they would, like, if the, something happens with the car, they go, get under there and look at it. Because it's like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. They go, yeah, but just look at it because you're supposed to. Yeah. We do that with, with, like, how the house looks. It's like, well, you just, you're a female, so what color should the couch be? You know, when you first. Hey, dude, I know lots of colors. When, I'll pick the couch next time. When you first get married, if you're renting, if you have an apartment or a rental house or, or whatever your situation is. You know, when you first bring your things together with your wife's things and you don't have a lot of things. It's so awkward. It's like it's it, like uh it's like uh home decorating adolescence. Yeah, for sure. It's and, like this this uh decoration puberty. <laughs> and, and and I don't know outside of like these these like niche subgenre relationships where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm into this and my wife's into this too, so we're gonna do like the whole theme of the house. It's like I don't know. It just doesn't sit well. It doesn't age well. No, so but you, that's the lure. Like when you first move in, it'll be like, oh, we both like movie posters for a minute. Yeah, know? right. For right. a little while you do. Oh, it's like, yeah, we have this theme. Like we're both into like, we're both into like, like, uh, like mid-century. Like we both like, like our stuff to look like the 20s. It's like, yeah, for, the, for a year you do. And then you don't anymore because she's not asking The anymore. same reason that guys go to the gym, right? For other guys. It's like, I'm going to the gym. If you're not going to the gym by yourself, if you go to a gym gym, it's like a lot of times it's like. You want to push yourself to the next level because that dude looks pretty buff. And you're like, wow, I want to look like. Yeah. So I think when women start having other women um, come to their house, like whether or not you have couples, friends or whatever, or people, uh, more adult people start coming to your house. It's like, I got to, I got I, I to lock this up. It's kind of, you got to tighten things down here a little bit. Yeah. You know, God, that's why I cover my tattoos when I go to my kids event, like school related events for whatever reason, you know, yeah. I, I shouldn't have to be ashamed, but I do it for the fact that I'm just like, yeah, I'm somebody's dad today. I'm not me. I'm somebody's dad. Like, I, I wish more people thought like that. Yeah. I don't know. I do as far as that part, but, yeah. but that, that goes with the whole, like both of us have this idea of like me second, you know, I want to make sure that other people, I can only be comfortable when I go out of my way to make sure. Other Unless people it's 1145 and I'm at your house and we're partying. <laughs> exactly. Then exactly. it's, then it's only me Yeah, and you don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I'm not that bad. I just know there's many times when, when yeah, my wife has gone, hey, you didn't you see the cues they were doing? And I'm always like, no, I but didn't. But now not. that we've had the talk and you've been able to articulate it, maybe, mm. maybe. It's not that I didn't know before. It's just that I wasn't paying attention. Okay, fair enough. I wasn't, I wasn't burning any mental calories on it. Maybe I should. All right, that is episode 296 of the Hey My Man podcast. We'll see you next time. Later. Later.